The Perfect Ten with Steve Allen, voice of the NRL and six-time Radio Award winner. Yeah, welcome to part two with High Jump star Nicola McDermott and her coach, Matt Horsnell. This episode, we talk about her faith, her heroes, and that glorious day on the Gold Coast when she won bronze at the Commonwealth Games. But we start with her PB of 1m96. It would have won a medal in Rio in 2016. But how does that rank in 2020? It's around the top 10. So uh, I think you're jumping 96 consistently. That's going to definitely help you get into an Olympic final. Looking at the history of high jump, it began in Scotland. It started with the scissor kick. Then it became like the Western roll. Does Dick Frosby change this entire sport when he wins gold in Mexico City in 1968? Ah, oh, definitely. You know, he's he's a phenomenon. And on our little uh, page, we're friends with Dick Frosby. He's such a great guy where he just shares things and contacts Nick and wishes a well done. You know, he's part of the Olympic group in the USA. He was struggling with the other techniques. And talking to him, he just said, I had to come up with something that suited me. And the coaches then were ridiculing him, saying, you're wasting your time. Go and do something else. So he's just changed the sport forever, and, and he's an icon. That's amazing that you're connected with him. That's, uh-huh. I mean, that's a pinch-yourself moment. Just tell me, how high do you feel Nicola can go? Well, I, I've looked at the history of the Russian at the moment, the Ladiskini. She Her heights at Nicola's age of 22 was very similar, 196, and then she started a, a pretty good progression up to where she was, 205, 204 consistently, and um, she's actually, I always look at the profile of when you're a junior coming through and how does that compare, and so I think Nicola's could be, if she does everything right and progresses, will be, be similar to that. One thing about Nicola is she's got this incredible faith. Just watching her in competition is an absolute joy the way that not only she celebrates her own performance, but the way she embraces her rivals, unlike any athlete I've ever seen. Yeah, she's such a joy to watch in competition, and she really enjoys it, and it's infectious. We've the, One of the last competitions, I pulled out the video and listening to the commentary of, of the commentator in an overseas comp, they just said, we just she's infectious watching her jump. You know, everyone's straight-faced, and they're trying to be serious and Nicola is enjoying a sport one of the things at Monaco you know she's she's there enjoying it so much we had I had a whole group of these Italian guys from there was probably about 25 30 of them who's come and sat down near us and they when they saw me coaching Nicola they all start talking to me and next minute we've got our own little Italian fan club with her cheering her on while she's just enjoying the moment you know out there and she brought the whole crowd alive one of the other big things, like Nick says, she stays out there with the comp until the end. And one of the things as a coach and as a mentor that I see her do at the end of the competition is go up and shake the hands of the officials at the end. And I'm really proud of her for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Uh, Nicola, where does your faith come from? Is it from your parents? Was it your schooling at Greenpoint Christian? The, the big thing for me was when I was at school at Greenpoint Christian College. So being, I went there at year six, right? And I was almost six foot. I was a bit scared. You know when you, like you've been bullied and stuff and you're just, you're just a bit um, nervous about being, starting a school and being the only one starting. And I walked in there expecting to be called a freak and whatever, but uh, people loved me. And I'd never experienced that type of love in my life where 
they didn't see me as a good athlete or a s- funny or s- smart or whatever. They just saw me as a person and they just wanted to love me. And they told me that we love you because Jesus loves us. And for me, that just sold me. And I've carried that through from school and I've got my own church community. Sport doesn't have to actually give me purpose. I can just bring my joy of jumping to sport. Like, I don't have to find everything in sport I actually get to give everything for it so I think the big thing also this season is I'm not I'm not scared anymore I'm not scared of the bar I don't have fear and as a kid that was something that I think was definitely part of it not having fear I think also comes from God because I have faith and faith can overcome fear. I know who I am when I go out there onto a field. I don't have to be afraid if there's 70,000 people looking at me and, you know, I actually don't have anything to hide anymore and I know that I'm fully known from God. So that just helps me when I'm out there to just bring joy to people not have to you know perform in order to feel adequate enough I know I'm adequate that just is a foundation to my jumping but also my life tell me about the Commonwealth Games firstly pulling on the green and gold in that environment and then to win a medal oh Commonwealth Games I think that was that was a good day for Matt and I yeah Um, (laughs) we knew that if I did a PB I'd be on the podium and I think after 2017 where I know hided at the world championships there was a little bit of just like don't do that again and we knew that it was an opportunity I knew every single person was watching on tv because it's a Saturday that day but we went out there and sure enough there was just this knowing that hey I'm going to get a medal today and I'm not going to let my doubts or you know my past um, determine if I'm going to get there and I just remember being so zoned in the relays were going on the exact same time I was jumping and they dropped the baton and the whole crowd's getting up and screaming their heads off and it, there was about 35,000 in that stadium I couldn't hear a single thing all I could see was the high jump bar so I think that sort of being in the zone was the entire way and I was like now don't get too excited you know when you jumped like 80s or something you need to stay focused because you're going to do a PB today and sure enough I did and it was enough for a medal and oh it was a dream it was such it was such a good opportunity have you got a hero in the sport I think growing up Blank of Lasic uh, 208 high jumper from Croatia being half Croatian the only time when we used to have dial up internet and I would have to you know you'd have to take the phone off the hook in order to to plug into the internet we didn't have wi-fi for a long time at my house Uh, the only time I ever was allowed to watch YouTube was to look at Blank of Lasic jump And as a kid, I would just be like, and she'd just get the clap going. She'd be dancing. Um, She was a national icon um, with my family back over in Croatia. Yeah, I think she's definitely someone that I still look up to and would love to jump with one day. Yeah, she's a rock star. And Croatia, I mean, what a sporting country. They're phenomenal in football. They've been world champions and Olympic champions in water polo as well. Doesn't matter what the sport is, they are amazing basketball. Uh, Maddie, what about you? Have you got a hero in high jump? I think Vlasic too for women because of the joy she brings to the sport as well. You know, she just, everyone thrives off that. From Qatar, Mutaz Bashim, he, he was almost ready to break the world record. He jumped 243. He had a crack at the world record and it was that close, but... He then got injured, went away, and the guy worked his guts out for a year and came back, and he won the world champs last year after a whole year of rehab and where he, he uh, hurt his ankle. And uh, he's probably one of the shining lights in the sport. He's such a nice guy. 
when Chris Dodd was run over by his car and he got cut short in his high jumping career, and Utah sent him a message to get better and get back to high jump. You know what? What world champion would do that for other people? You know, he's just a great person. And the Italian guy, Giamarco Tamburi, and he's just, he's, I've talked to him and been uh, around with the diamond legs and sat next to him. Brandon Stark is always a great athlete, I think, over the years, seeing him progress and the work he puts in, you know, he's, for an Australian athlete, he's sort of second to none, I think. Finally, Nick, there's a, a foundation on the Central Coast that you've embraced as well, and they've handed out a quarter of a million dollars to local athletes. Uh, What would you like to say about the Danica Clark Foundation before we wrap up today? As a teenager that didn't have any international medals to their name, I wasn't known very well in in the media. And I think just their investment... It wasn't as much even with the finance, but it was just, hey, we support you and we think that you're going to go a long way. I think that was probably one of the things that not just me but my family recognised and went, oh, somebody believes in you. And that might just be the thing that when things did happen, like when I did miss out on certain teams, they were there uh, and they were still supporting and they called us um, into the family of Danica Clark. Uh, They keep the passion alive and that's the thing that stays to the very end. Matt Horsnell, Nicola McDermott, thanks for joining us on The Perfect Ten. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Nicola McDermott and her coach Matt Horsnell on The Perfect Ten. It was such a pleasure catching up with them and they're an absolute credit to their sport. And the whole of the Central Coast will be cheering for Nicola when she goes for gold in Tokyo in 2021. Hope you've enjoyed this edition of The Perfect Ten. Best wishes to you and your family and we'll catch you next time. The Perfect Ten.